Well, good evening or morning, wherever you're at tonight. Um, this is Jason, and uh, got my daughter Hannah with me here once again. And uh, we're just gonna read a couple of chapters tonight. Um, it's kind of late here where we're at, and uh, it's been a long day, but just really wanted to have some opportunity to. Uh, once again come together and read the Word of God. So welcome to the Word in a Year. We're going to go ahead and pray and then we're going to get started reading God's Word tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for everybody that uh, has joined us or is joining us, Lord God, or will be joining us, Father. Lord, I just pray your richest blessings over them. God, I pray that you would just have your perfect way in their hearts and in their lives. Father, I pray that you would teach us your word tonight, that Lord God, as we read your word, Father, that uh, we would uh, be able to listen and understand, Lord God, what you are trying to say to us tonight, Lord. Father, I pray for those that are sick in body, Lord God, that you would touch them tonight and heal them. Father, I pray for those that have family members that are sick, Lord God, or have financial issues, Lord, or whatever's going on in their lives and in their hearts, Lord God. I just pray that you would touch them, heal them, be with them, Lord God, provide for them in every way. And Lord, as we open up your word, we pray that you would open up our ears, open up our eyes, open up our hearts and our minds to understand, see, and receive what thus says the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and tonight, uh, we're going to be uh, 33. We're going to be switching back to uh, the New King James Version of the Bible. Um, I do really like that version over um, the New Living Translation. Um, the New Living Translation is just a little too watered down. Excuse me, um, for me. And so um, we're going to go ahead and get started reading the Word of God. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 33 and verse 1. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming, and with him were 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. And he put the maidservants and their children in front of Leah, and her children behind, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then he crossed over before them, and bowed himself to the ground seven times, until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted his eyes, and saw the woman and the children, and said, who are these with you? So he says, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. Then Esau said, What do you mean by all of this company which I met? And he says, These are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough. 
my brother, keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, no, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand, inasmuch as I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please take my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. So he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us take our journey. Let us go, and I will go before you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows the children are weak, and the flocks and the herds which are nursing are with me. And if the men should drive them hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant, and I will lead on slowly at a pace which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come to my Lord in Seir. And Esau said, Now let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. And Jacob journeyed to Succoth, built himself a house, and made booths for his livestock. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Paddan Aram, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamer, the Shechem's father, for one hundred pieces of money. Then he erected an altar there and called it El Elohi Israel. Now Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. His soul was strongly attracted to Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. When Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter, now his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. Then Hamer, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. But Hamer spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife, and make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters to yourselves. So you shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it and acquire possessions for yourself in it. Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, and spoke deceitfully, because he had defiled Dina, their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing, to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition we will consent to you. 
if you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you and we will take your daughters to us and we will dwell with you and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young men did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. And Hamor and Shechem, his son, came to the city of their, of their, came to the gate of their city, and spoke with the men of their city, saying, "These men are at peace with us; therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will men consent to dwell with us, to be one people." If every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of his city heeded Hamor and Shechem his son. Every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, that the two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they killed Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword, and took Dina from Shechem's house and went out. And the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city, because their sister had been defiled. They took their sheep and their oxen and their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field, and all their wealth, all their little ones, and their wives they took captive, and they plundered even all that was in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Since I am few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me. I shall be destroyed in my household and I. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a harlot? Then God said to Jacob, Arise, and go up to Bethel and dwell there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress and has gone with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Go ahead. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, um, which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him, and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel because there 
where God appeared to him when, when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the terebinth tree. So the name of it was called Alon Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply a nation, and a company of nations shall pre proceed from you. And kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he had talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had talked with him, a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it. Then Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him, Bethel. And they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Jacob labored, or sorry, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had a hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Benani, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent toward the tower of Eder. And it happened when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben, went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulon. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, were Dan and Naphtali. And the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paddan Aram. And then Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kirjath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had dwelt. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years, so Isaac breathed his last breath and died, and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days. But his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Now this is the genealogy of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholi Bama, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion the Hivite, and Basemath is Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajoth. Now Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, and Basemath bore Ruel. And Elohim and Aholibama bore Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau, who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all their persons of his household, his cattle, and all his animals, and all his goods which he had gained in the land of Canaan, 
and went to a country far away from the presence of his brother Jacob. For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together, and the land where they were strangers could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau dwelt in Mount Seir. Esau in Ed is Edom. And this is the genealogy of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in Mount Seir. These were the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau, Ruel, and Ruel, the son of Basemath, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatom, and Kenaz. Now Timna was the concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bore Am Amalek to Eliphaz. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Raul, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Basemath, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Aholi, Bama, Esau's wife, the daughter of Ana, the daughter of Zibion, and she bore to Esau, Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. And these were the chiefs of the sons of Esau, the sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, were Chief Temin, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, and Chief Kinez. Chief Korah, Chief Gatim, and Chief Amalek, these were the chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. They were the sons of Ada. These were the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, and Chief Mizah. These were the chiefs of Reuel in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Basemath, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Aholibama, Esau's wife, Chief Jeush, Chief Jalem, and Chief Korah. These were the chiefs who descended from Aholibama, Esau's wife, the daughter of Ena. And these were the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, and Ana, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites and the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. And the sons of Lotan were Hori and Hemem. Lotan's sister was Timnah. These were the sons of Shobal, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onem. These were the sons of Zibion, both Asia and Anna. This was the Anna who found the water in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father Zibion. These were the children of Anna, Dishon, and Aholibama, the daughter of Anna. These were the sons of Dishon, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Cheran. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz, and Aran. These were the chiefs of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Anna, Chief Dishon, Chief Ezer, and Chief Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. Now these were the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhabah. And when Bela died, Jobab, 
the son of Zerah, of Basra, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham, the, of the land of the Temanites, reigned in his place. And when Husham died, Hadad, the son of Bedad, who attacked Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Abath. When Hadad died, Samla of Masrekah reigned in his place. And when Samla died, Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his place. When Saul died, Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his place. And when Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, died, Hadar reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Pau. His wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matrid, the daughter of Mehazbahab. And these were the names of the chiefs of Esau according to their families and their places by their names. Chief Temna, Chief Alva, and Chief Jetheth, Chief Aholibama, Chief Ella, and Chief Penyon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Temin, and Chief Mizar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Iram. These were the chiefs of Edom according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession. Esau was the father of the Edomites. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There were, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Then his brothers went to feed their their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, "Are, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come. I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him, and he and there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brothers. 
please tell me where they are feeding their flocks? And the man said, They have departed from here. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they looked and said to one another, Look, the dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say, Some wild beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. So it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and they cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. And then they sat down to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing spices and balm and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Joseph said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then the Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Then Reuben returned to the pit, and indeed Joseph was not in the pit, and he tore his clothes. Now he returned to his brothers and said, The lad is no more, and I, where where shall I go? So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know where it is your son's tunic? whether it is your son's tunic or not. And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, and the captain of the guard. I love that story of Joseph, the coat of many colors. You know, many, many times in our lives we go through those things where... um, We don't ever see exactly what the plan for God should be or is going to be in our lives. And, you know, Joseph, I don't think ever had any kind of clue what God was about to do for him, in him and through him um, because of the fact that he stayed faithful to God. And you're going to see over these next uh, couple of chapters as we continue to read it. 
you're going to see where um, God was faithful. God was faithful to uh, Joseph and to um, and to in uh, the fact that you know he was able to eventually take care of his family and and the dreams that Joseph had uh, did come true and. And so I'm really, really excited for these next several chapters of Scripture um, and, and just to be able to see uh, just how good God was in the midst of all of that turmoil, in the midst of all that pain, um, in the midst of um, the, the persecution that um, his brothers put him through. Um, the Bible says uh, what the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn around for good. Um, and that's exactly what God did in Joseph's life. Tonight, we're going to be reading one more passage of scripture in Psalms chapter 21. Psalms chapter 21 and starting in verse 1. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He has asked life from you and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all of the enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them as a fiery oven in the time of, the, in the time of your anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offspring you shall destroy from the earth and their descendants from among the sons of men. For they intended evil against you. They devised a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore you will make them turn their back and you will make ready your arrows on your strings toward their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. You know, as we close tonight, let's just meditate once again on a couple of these verses. The first one that I think we really need to talk about is you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. You know, if you're asking God for something tonight, can I just tell you that he's right there? And he hears everything that you're asking and everything that you're saying. And I had a Sunday school teacher when I was a kid that said that God answers three ways. Yes, no, and wait a while. And you know, that's, that's sometimes very, very hard to, to, to comprehend is, is sometimes God saying no. But you know, when, when God says no... It just means that he has something so much better for you around the corner. When God says yes, then you know that you're in the will of God. When God says wait a while, it's because 
He wants you to trust him. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then as that old song says, teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. You know, waiting on the Lord is is sometimes some of the most beautiful times that you can possibly have in your walk with God. Because when you're waiting, you're, you're worshiping. When you're waiting, you're asking him to take care of things. When you're waiting, you're trusting. When you're waiting, uh, it's in those waiting moments that you begin to see the goodness of God in your life. So I just want to challenge you tonight. If you're asking for something and you haven't gotten it yet, keep keep asking. Don't give up. Maybe God's putting you through this time to, to teach you to trust him. Maybe God's putting you through this time to teach you faithfulness and, and to, to hopefully um, encourage you to understand that he's got everything that you need and all you have to do is trust and believe. I think the second passage of scripture that we need to look at in this is this one in verse four. He has asked life from you and you gave it to him. Length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You know, God's given us so much. And I know we talk about this a lot. And over these next 365 days, it's going to get to sound like a broken record. But I'm so thankful for the blessings of God. You know, we might not have a lot of money sometimes. We might not have a lot of resources sometimes. But church, we're blessed. Family, we're blessed. We have health. We have a roof over our head. We have cars. We have um, clothes on our back. We have shoes on our feet. We have belongings. Like God has given us so, so, so much And we focus sometimes on what we don't have. And we don't focus on the stuff that we do have. God's given us great, great things. God's given us great churches. God's given us great pastors. God's given us um, great families. God has just done so much for us. And we have so much to be thankful for. So let us remember that as he's made us most blessed forever that we can now use those blessings and those things that he's given us for his glory. And the last one that I think um, we need to remember is that we need to praise him. We need to praise him no matter what. No matter what we're going through, whether it's sickness, whether it's financial issues, whether it's relational issues, whether it's, um, you know, having problems in your marriage, having problems with your kids, whatever it is, we need to praise him because we just talked about all of these things that he's done. And even in Joseph's life and even in Jacob's life and even in all of these different people that we've discussed, he has been so good. 
And so we need to remember this passage of scripture, Psalms 21 and verse 13. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing praise. We will sing and praise your power. You know, he gives us the power that we need to get through the day. He gives us the power that we need to uh, get by in our lives. He gives us strength beyond measure. We are so blessed, church. Let us exalt him tonight. Let us exalt him above all of the circumstances that we're going through. Let us give him praise for what he's done, for what he's doing, and for what he's going to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we worship you tonight. We praise you and we lift you up and we magnify you, God. You are good. You're a good, good God. And we love you. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for life and life more abundantly. We thank you, Lord God, that we are the head and we are not the tail. We thank you, Lord, that your word says that you are for us and you are not against us, that we are the apple of your eye. Lord God, we thank you, Father, that you have given us so much. Lord, we thank you that you know us. You know us by name, Lord God. You know every hair that is on our head. You know everything about us, Lord God. You've had a plan for us from the foundations of the earth. Lord God, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. Lord, you are so, so good to us. Lord God, we can stand on every one of the promises that you've given us in your word. Lord God, we know that your mercies are new and they're fresh every morning. Lord God, we know that you are in control of our lives. We know that you're in control of our nation. We know that you're in control of our churches. We know, Lord God, that you're in control of our families. We know, Lord God, that you're in control of our finances. And so, Father, we're just going to place ourselves in your hands tonight. Lord, I ask that if there's one that is listening tonight that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, if they haven't experienced that exceeding great joy that comes from knowing you, then, Father, tonight I pray that they would pray a simple prayer that would say, Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. Change me. Make me into the person that you want me to be. I love you and I praise you and I thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. I thank you that you didn't stay dead, but three days later you rose again. And now, Father, you're sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession. Making intercession on our behalf. Lord, if they prayed that simple prayer tonight, Lord, I believe that they are children of the King. Now, Father, we just pray that you would have your perfect way that you would do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Lord God, I thank you that you are calling people out of darkness and into marvelous light. I thank you, Lord God, that you are uh, using us in this time, Lord God. Father, for such a time as this, you have placed us on this earth, Lord God, and I'm so blessed to be able to be just a small piece 
of the revival that is taking place across this world. Lord God, the last great move of God that is taking place, Lord, before you come, Father. God, I just pray that you would touch every heart and every life. God, we pray for those that have COVID-19 tonight, Lord God. We pray, Father, that you would be with them, that you would touch them and heal them, Lord God. We pray, Lord, that you would have your perfect way in their bodies and in their hearts and in their lives, Lord God. Father, that there would be no lasting effects of COVID-19, Father. Lord, we pray for Brother Johnny tonight, Lord God. Father, we pray for Mike tonight, Lord God. Father, we pray for Neil tonight, Lord God. Father, we pray for each and every person that is dealing with sickness or pain or loss or anything like that, Lord. We just pray you would have your perfect way, that you would touch them and heal them in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for Sister Joyce tonight, Lord God. We pray for Sister Carol tonight, Lord God. Father, we pray for Barb and Bruce tonight, Lord God. Father, each and every one of these people, Lord, you know them by name. You know the situations that are going on in their lives. Father, I pray a special prayer over Rachel. God, I just pray that you would protect her and keep her. And Lord God, at the right moment, Lord God, in your will, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in her body, in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we're going to just praise you. We're going to lift you up, God. We're going to magnify you, Father. I just thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys tonight. I uh, hope that you've enjoyed this time in the Word. I pray that you'll join us again tomorrow uh, for another uh, night of the Word in a year. Remember, Jesus loves you. We do too. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.